How do you know if you should stay at your current job and try to work things out when things aren't quite working the way you want them to, or whether it's time to move on to another role? This is the exact same question that our client Carissa was facing when she joined those Sisters in Leadership programs. So I'm so excited for you to meet her today because she was able to take what she learned in the program and leverage that to get her dream job. Her journey is much like many of my clients who come into the program and they're wondering, should I stay here and try to work things out or should I leave and start somewhere new? Now, I always counsel people to get into the program a bit before they make that decision because the leadership skills that you learn in the program can drastically change your experience in your current job. And getting a new job is always like buying a new used car. You know it has problems. You just don't know what they are yet. <laughs> so sometimes making that leap is the best thing to do. And once you get into the program a bit, it will make that decision so much more clear. So join me and we're going to talk to Carissa and hear all about her journey and how she got into her dream job and the surprising things that she found once she got there. I'm Jill Avey, a career success coach, and this is Sister Smart Leadership, the show that explores how women can rise from director to vice president and beyond by fully leaning into their feminine energy as their biggest advantage. Let's get you one step closer to the recognition and promotion you deserve. I'm so excited to introduce Carissa to you today. She is a client that has just finished up her journey with Sisters in Leadership, and she wants to share a little about that with us. Carissa, could you tell us a little bit about your journey from where you started with Sisters to where you are today? Sure. Thank you, Jill. Yeah, it was very fortuitous that I started working with Jill and with Sisters in Leadership at the time that I did, because throughout the course, I actually started to make a transition to look for a different role. And I feel like the program really helped me think through my approach and guided me in a direction that I think resulted in a far better fit for me in terms of my next career move. Partly that was helping build my confidence through the community that's created in this forum with other women, hearing their experiences, taking some of the fear out of transitioning to a new role based on some of their feedback and input. I'd been in my previous position for 14 years, so it was significant to really start thinking about making a change. And of course, there's a lot of things that try our confidence during that time as we're really evaluating where do I bring value and what do I want to do with my life? And will someone want me out there? All those things. So it helped to really have that system of support. And then through the process of workshopping and going through the modules together, I found what I took away was a much stronger sense of confidence, but really what that led to was clarity on what I wanted to actually do in my next role. And what I was able to do was really sit down and basically write a job description of what I wanted to do, how I wanted to influence, what I thought about what I wanted my day to look like. And I started talking to people and eventually found an organization that was very open to the idea of crafting a position together. In my previous role, I was a VP. I was certainly in a great position 
But what I really wanted to do was move from that role of influencing change, which is really where I was, to a role where I could really direct and really immediately see some of the change in the area of my expertise come to fruition. So through that process of really thinking through what I wanted, having the confidence that I could get what I wanted, putting that to paper, I was able to find an opportunity where they were very open to that and wanted to explore that same thing. So it was a fantastic transition for me with all the great things about getting a promotion, making more money, better benefits, work-life balance, all those things came with the job. But I think most importantly, it was truly defined by, you know, what I I really wanted to do. And I was able to get that clarity through this program. That's really great. And tell us about what kind of work you're doing now? Yeah. So my title is strategic growth and development director for an organization. I work in the AEC industry, architecture, engineering, and construction industry. So mainly I work with engineers, planners, folks that are planning and designing infrastructure improvement. My organization is about 800 folks right now, and we have about 13 offices, mostly in the Western United States. What really appealed to me about this organization was that we're very much at a kind of a cusp or a turning point in our growth. It's a very stable organization. And so they're really thinking strategically about how we can grow now to prepare us for the future when we continue to hire and how we can build our foundational systems and process and thinking and culture to support our continued growth. So I'm coming from a place where those kinds of decisions and direction was really set at a much higher level because it was a much, much larger firm. And there was creativity in implementing that direction on the ground where I was, but overarching direction of the organization was certainly far beyond my control. And now making this decision to move to more of a mid-sized firm, I'm really more at the forefront and at the table with the COO who I report to and the CEO having these really strategic in-depth conversations about what our future looks like. And I love that one of the things that I really appreciate about my current role as well is I feel like one of my strengths as a leader is being very empathetic and sensitive and thoughtful about how change and growth impacts employees and people and how we communicate that change and how we support people and how we really make it resonate with them as individuals. And I feel like this organization is very aware of the importance of that kind of work in change, that change can't be dictated, especially in a mid-sized firm, because you need a lot of people to feel like they have ownership of that. We can't afford to lose folks because they're confused and don't understand the direction or whatever that might look like. So it's really exciting to be in those conversations in my new role. 
That's great. Tell me a little bit about how it went when you first got the role. It, it was a whole new position for you. You hadn't changed roles in 14 years. And right. So how'd that go? Right. Yeah, that's a great question because there's so much work and excitement leading up to the transition. And then it was really interesting realizing that I was going to need to tap into different leadership skills than I had in the past because I was coming into this organization in a role that didn't exist before. It's an organization that is very secure. They have a lot of folks that have been around many years. And here I was coming in to say like, hey, let's change, let's shake things up. And I'm only six months into this role. So believe me, it's still on ongoing. But I very much have had to have some conversations with myself because I'm not everyone's favorite person to have around anymore, or I'm not seen as like that go-to person to, to bring into a conversation. And I think I knew that going into that role and I wanted that challenge because it kind of taps into a different part of me that's like, I can do this. I can build these relationships and tackle this. And it was kind of a new challenge that I wanted, but I've had to call in some of those leadership skills and communication skills and patience with myself and with others as we try to learn how this position brings value and isn't scary or I'm certainly not here to to change everything up and make everything harder or whatever that those beliefs might be. So that's been a little bit of a challenge to work through because I certainly I, I assume I'm like most people. I want people to like me and I want to bring value to my job. I'm really grateful that I came into this role with the confidence that I had and that foundational confidence because I've had to tap into it quite a bit navigating this new position. And you did the PQ boot camp right after you started too. Was that helpful for you? It was. What I think really resonated with me is learning about my saboteurs and even going through the exercises of practicing how to respond to those saboteurs. And I was probably aware of the saboteurs I had and some of that swirling, but Getting the clarity, really clearly black and white, here's what those saboteurs are, here's the purpose, here's some of why they're there, here's where they come from. And I shouldn't say the purpose, but maybe the objective of that saboteur. Understanding that helped me really implement specific changes to move around them, essentially. I don't look at it like I have shut down the saboteur. They are part of who I am. But it's more, I think I've learned to leverage the strengths of being, say, a hyperachiever and recognize when that saboteur is not helping me. That was particularly helpful for me going through the program. Yeah, I love the saboteur work that we do because it's really empowering and it, it really helps unleash people mm -hmm. into their strengths versus mm -hmm. having that inner critic voice always going right. on and kind of beating you down, you know. Right, so it's, right. It's beautiful work. Yeah. One realization I had that was really interesting is without the saboteurs, you wouldn't necessarily be where you are in your career or whatever your goals might be. But 
through understanding them, you say, thank you, I'm moving on now. They don't need to continue to be a part of who you are as a leader or a colleague or a friend or in whatever capacity that is. Yeah, because the saboteurs will get you to achievement but they don't get you to achievement with happiness and fulfillment, you know, and feeling good about it. It's sort of this, I I have to, I'm, you know, I've got to kind of feeling. Yeah. Right. And that, that kind of brings up a good distinction that I was able to put on paper when I was thinking about what I wanted my next role to be. And it's what kind of leader do I want to be? And being confident enough to say, I don't need to be in the know on everything. I don't need to be the producer of a document in order to bring meaningful insight or or work to an organization. There's a little bit of that when self-doubt comes in, there's a little bit of that feeling like I'm being left out or someone might come in and have a better idea or whatever that might be. And I am human and have processed those thoughts many times over. But I think Kind of recognizing like this isn't part of who you are any longer. It isn't your day to day. It's not how you define yourself. And then being able to take that definition and put it into a job description and make it reality was really exciting and great in result, I think. Yeah. You left behind the rest of the doing then really stepped into your leading right. side. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'm just so impressed with how much you've accomplished and what a big jump up that you've made. And only, you know, not only does this organization fit you better and have this all this potential and growth, but you're making such an impact. So there's the seven steps to promotion that we use in the Sisters in Leadership program. And I was wondering if there's a certain one that was most helpful to you. The saboteurs focus was very helpful, as I said, but I think also it was, again, just perfect timing when we were really working on the initial visioning and all the exercises that really took us through self-reflection and a little bit of an assessment. Those were all very helpful to me. And I think through that and then through sharing in particular with the other women, I found it really remarkable, but also very helpful to know that many of us had some of the similar strengths or weaknesses, right? Or some of the similar struggles and things that we discovered through the visioning and assessing our strengths and weaknesses. And it it really helped to be in a group of strong, smart, accomplished women and, and know, oh, they're struggling with a lot of the same things I am or some, yeah. something that, that is similar or those, that kind of thing. So that, that work I think was particularly helpful for me. I always get a kick out of it, how people can be from all different geographies and industries, size of company. And they're always so surprised how much in common mm-hmm. they have with everybody else. And that it's, we're all going through the same stuff. So there could be differences, but it can be so much the same too. Right. Because, and I think this work and your work, it really is focusing on core human dynamics. And I think another point I wanted to talk about, it's not about functioning as a leader within a certain culture or shifting an approach to meld with a specific kind of corporate leadership culture or whatever that looks like. It's really so much about 
focusing on your foundation and strengths that build your personal leadership style brand strengths, which I also really appreciated about the program. In many ways, good leadership really comes from how we feel about ourselves, what we know about ourselves. And I think everyone needs to do that kind of work, that kind of understanding. For me, it's never been about like reading a book or following a process. I mean, there's certainly value in that, but certainly the current evolution of my leadership, which has gone from very much focusing externally on how I'm leading people to it's shifted far more internally what are my strengths and vision and where is my heart around leadership? And this program really helped us look internally to build that foundation. And I found that really rewarding and focused in the right direction. It certainly resonated with me. It's not something that I would go in tomorrow and say, oh, I'm going to follow this model of leadership. It was, I think, a deeper shift and change that not only affected my strengths at work, but in life. So I appreciated that about the program. That's great. How does this program differ from other leadership programs that your company has sponsored? Sure. So I think this program in particular, it didn't feel like we were learning a process or steps or even like specific do this to be a good leader type skills, we were really learning individually how to be better humans and thus better leaders through the process of kind of understanding who we are, our internal voices, whatever that might look like. For example, I was at one leadership for women program and they were talking about shaking hands firmly and I'm sure it's a good idea to shake hands firmly, but I also don't think it has literally anything to do with who you are as a leader. And and that to me felt more like we're teaching leadership as a way to conform to the model of leadership, whatever that may be, versus thinking about being the leader that you are as an individual and bringing that to the workplace. I think it's timely and it's thoughtful. We bring so much value to the table by bringing our own approach to work or leading or interacting or communication or whatever that is. And we want to allow that space for it rather than saying, you follow these steps, you'll be a good leader. I just don't think that is nearly as insightful as kind of the work and the process that we did together. And it creates this leadership style that's authentic to you and who you are and playing to your strengths. And that's a great way to say it. Yeah, it's authentic to you and not conforming to a leadership model that may or may not apply to you. Yeah. So what a great way to be innovative, bringing your authentic self to the work. Like, why do we have women in leadership if we're just going to take away all their strengths? Right. It completely defeats the purpose of being a more diverse organization if you want everyone to act a certain way. And certainly I believe we all as individuals bring different things to the table. I think women in leadership bring different perspectives and things to the table. And exactly, it's not about everybody have a firm handshake and that makes you a good leader. It really is bring your authentic self to the table. 
Thanks so much for sharing your story. And because I think women need other leaders to look up to. And I'm wondering if there's a woman in leadership that you look up to. I think I'm very fortunate to say there are several women in leadership that I look up to. And I tend to try to be observant of others. And when I walk away from a conversation or a meeting and think that was thought provoking or that was interesting or wow, I really took some things away from that. I tend to see different strengths that people are bringing to the table. So in my experience, I've learned from a lot of different women in leadership. And I'm so grateful because there's been so many opportunities for me to say like, wow, that person really has a strength in communication or that person really knows how to inspire a team. And let me think about like, how did they go about that? There's a particular female leader I'm thinking of that has this great way of being curious and questioning while simultaneously being directive. So I've really actually thought through what are the skills and things that she's bringing to the table to allow her to do that very effectively. So she's creating change and setting direction, but in a way that is very inclusive and bringing others along in the conversation. And I find those kinds of things very inspiring. I will think about them. I'll think about how I can apply them. I think I've been fortunate to have kind of a group of female leaders in my life that have really inspired me along the way, encouraged me, helped me develop skills. It's it sounds group. like you have a group of women that kind of make up your inspiration. Absolutely. Just one. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. That's wonderful. Thank you again for sharing your story today. If you found Carissa's story inspiring or helpful and you're watching on YouTube, please let us know in the comments which parts you like the most. And if you'd like to hear more about the Sisters in Leadership program and how it might work for you, download my private podcast, The um, Seven Step Passport to Promotion, on the sistersmart.com website. And we'll put the link below in the show notes. And if you want to dive deeper into women's leadership and learn how to move up in your career, subscribe either on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm on a mission to help more women get into leadership and stay there. And if that's aligned with what you would like to hear about, I'd love to have you part of this community and tune into more episodes on Sister Smart Leadership that will support you in becoming the leader you want to be. If you're ready to fully lean into your feminine leadership and get promoted from director to vice president and beyond, hit that subscribe button so you'll get all the episodes to come. And check out the recommended video here to see how women are rising up without playing by the old rules that built these male-dominated industries and systems. I'm taking a brief break from this episode to ask, do you feel stuck and unclear about what you need to do to get promoted from director to vice president and beyond? Take the next step and get the free Passport to Promotion private podcast where you'll get the seven-step method to use to get promoted. In each episode, you'll find a tangible concept with real-life examples from my clients on how they were able to use that strategy to reach their next level, plus an action step you can take right now to accelerate your path to promotion. You can find the link in the show notes. Now let's get back to the episode.